You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, it's the marathon episode. <laughs> so <laughs> normally we read two chapters at a time, but hopefully you listened to last episode where we announced that for the next two episodes, we're going to cover four chapters together. So this episode will be the summary of those four chapters, which is chapters 31 to 34. And the next episode will be just the discussion of those chapters so that it's broken into parts that are like hopefully not too long. So if you haven't read, if you are reading all these chapters like one by one or two by two or whatever, because you're listening to the show in order, then make sure you go back and read chapters 31 to 34. So if you read 31 and 32, make sure you read 33 and 34 because we'll be covering all of them. Okay, on that note, we should get started, because it's going to be a long one. Are you ready? <laughs> get your water and some crackers. Yeah. Lay, lay down, snuggle in a blankie, because <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a long ride. Okay. The chapter opens with the trio, Yuki, Toru, and Kyo, waiting to cross the street in the rain. Uh, Toru says that June has just started, but it's already raining a lot. She says the laundry's going to pile up fast, because I guess they can't hang it up to dry outside if it's raining. And they make small talk for a little while. Toru says that she likes summer, and Yuki says he doesn't not hate it. <laughs> She's like, you like summer, don't you, Kyoko? Kyo says, I don't know. I don't really care one way or the other. <laughs> a ghost silence follows, including a car passing, which you can see in the, like, ghosty figure panel. Toru's like, ah. Uh, um. Car that looks like it's about to take Yuki's ankles out from <laughs> yeah basically it's like right <laughs> beside them Toru is like ah um ah and Yuki says not to worry Haru told him that Kyo always acts like this on rainy days it's better than you damn it you can't even wake up in the morning Kyo says anger suddenly fading to exhaustion <laughs> Toru wonders if he might be sick and he says damn it this sucks Toru says that he shouldn't push himself if he's not feeling well if you're having a hard time holding your umbrella, she says, please share mine. And he blushes and says, look you. And she's like, yes. And he's like, don't yes me, which is great. <laughs> Why would I want to stand under a girl's umbrella that a girl is holding? <laughs> Yuki sighs. And then Toru apologizes and says, well, I know you don't really like to, but maybe if you turn into a cat and I know it's forward of me, but maybe I could hug you and carry you home. And he's like, that's even worse, you moron. <laughs> Yuki is like, Honda-san, let's just go home. And they take off. And Kyo tells her not that she worries too much and it's making him even more tired. She apologizes. And he's like, oh, you don't have to apologize. So just a typical <laughs> day in here in Furuba. Uh, Toru asks Kyo if he, if he thinks he's getting sick. And he says, hell no, it's just how I am. Like a condition. They take off, walking toward home. Across the street, we see a man with what looks like an old school like paper umbrella. He watches as Kyo talks to Toru and Kyo breaks into a soft smile. The man looks surprised and watches as they take off toward home. So Yuki, Kyo, and Toru arrive at home just as the rain stops. And Kyo is like, stupid rain stops the last minute, the minute we get home. And Yuki is like, but it would have been nice if it kept raining. At least then the cat would stay quiet. And Kyo is like, did you say something, damn rat? Of course, because they're still being grumpy to each other. Kyo-kun, we hear. <laughs> Kyo reacts grumpily in his, ch his chibi kitty form. And a page flip reveals that, of course, it's Kagura who's come to see them. Welcome home, my Kyokun, she says, arms outstretched, and Kyo quickly shuts the door, and they hear a slam as Kagura smacks her head on the inside of the door. <laughs> There's like a little author's note that says Kagura hit her head. <laughs> She's like, Kyokun, what's wrong? The door closed? And he's like, yeah, it's closed forever. 
Kagura punches through the door and is like, open it, in her scary, scary voice, with her scary face. <laughs> on the next page, Shigure is shown mourning the loss of his door. I guess it's not on the next page. In the bottom panel, <laughs> Shigure is shown mourning the loss of his door. So we cut to Kyo and Kagura sitting at the like dining table that they typically sit at. Kyo is like, what the hell do you want? Kagura is like, I just came to see you. Kyo is like, I don't want to see you. Kagura is like, you're so cruel, even though I love you so much, she says, picking up the table and threatening him with it. And Shigure grabs Kyo's head and like pushes him into Kagura, who then drops the table to cuddle him. Shigure, Kyo grunts. And Shigure <laughs> is like, I'll lend him to you, Kagura. Why don't you take him on a date or something? And of course, an argument ensues until Shigure gently suggests to Toru to ask them to get groceries for dinner. And Kyo announces that he will not go. And Toru says to Kagura, then, I hope I'm not imposing, but could you do it? And gives her the list. And Kyo tries to refuse again, but Kagura cuts him off and drags him away, shouting, It's a date! Kyo cries. And Shigure says, Have fun in battle. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually like a expression that I looked up, which I thought was funny. I forget exactly what it is, but it's like, it just, it means like good luck in battle, but, or like, you know, victory in battle. But of course you can use it ironically in many situations. Anyway, just thought it was funny. Have fun storming the castle. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) After they leave, Shiguri is like, whew, operation get rid of her is a success. And he suggests that um, if she gets a little more long time with Kyo, maybe she'll chill out. Yugi says that she could stand to let up a little. And Toru says that she might be trying to. She could tell that Kagura was trying to hold back the urge to see him every day. And Shiguri is like, if keeping her feelings pent up is going to cause her to explode, maybe she needs to see him every day. Then my house won't get destroyed. Indeed, I'm going to take money from Kyo's account, uh, bank account as a fine, and Kagura's too. And Toru asks about the bank account, and Shigure explains that Yuki has one too. The main house puts money into them each month, which is an interesting detail that we haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I see, she says, looking over at Yuki. And Yuki looks somewhat concerned back. Like, I don't know, he looks a little apprehensive. She also looks a little confused and apprehensive at his reaction and thinks... It's funny, after all this time, there's still so much I don't know about them. Toru tries to make an escape to do laundry, but Shigure is like, don't bother, it'll start raining again soon. More importantly, you don't often get the opportunity, so why don't you go on a date with Yuki-kun? And Toru is like, oh, I couldn't possibly, but Yuki's like, come on, let's go on a date. If you don't mind the usual place, that is. Toru blushes and smiles a truly happy smile. She says, okay. And she thinks, but if the day comes when I'm allowed to know their secrets, I want to be the kind of person who can accept them for who they are. Spoiler alert, it's going to happen soon. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to the grocery store. Kagura shopping for nabe ingredients, and Kyo looks away. Hey, Kyo-kun. Toru-kun still doesn't know, does she? Kagura says, not looking at him. Are you going to keep hiding it forever? Shut up! That's none of your damn business! He yells. She looks over at him. The people in the grocery store stare, and you can hear the sound of scandalized muttering throughout the grocery (laughs) store. Kyokun, yelling at a girl in public is the worst thing you can do, Kagura says, and then double noogies the sides of his head like Kyo often does to Momiji, for example, or other people. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, this is embarrassing, and like shoes him away from everybody else in the Scan- store. Scandalized muttering intensifies. Exactly. <laughs> There's more and more scandalized muttering. Why do you care about me so much anyway? Normally people would avoid me, Kyo says. Kyokun, she says, you don't know. And then we see an image of young Kagura, eyes wide with shock, Kind of in the dark. It's like dark. It's like shaded. She thinks that time. You don't know. She says that's why I. That's why you'd what? He asks. You would cry if I told you, Kyokun. So it's a secret. She says. What? He says. Now it's time to check out. She says. Hey, what is it? He says. Come on, let's go. She says, and he's like, Hey. So <laughs> they have this little funny exchange about whatever it was that Kagura didn't want to tell him. Outside, Kagura says it looks like it will rain again, and Kyo thinks. 
She's not going to tell me. Kagura asked to hold hands, and Kyo is like, not a chance. And so they argue, of course. They used to hold hands all the time when they were like three or four, it turns out. Kagura slumps down to the street and is like, you're so cold, while another crowd gathers and stares and whispers, uh, mutters in a scandalized way. <laughs> Kyo is like, so I just have to hold your hand? Fine, here, and extends his hand to her, but only halfway, okay? She agrees and takes his hand. And as they walk home, holding hands, she remembers what Kyo asked her earlier in the grocery store about staying away from him, and thinks, haven't you realized? It's you who does that, Kyoku. With a rueful smile, she remembers the two of them as children. They look like they might be three or four, as Kyo said earlier. And she says, Kyo-chan, let's go play. And baby, uh, baby Kagura takes Kyo's hand. Okay, Kagura-ne-chan, she says. Wait, okay, Kagura-ne-chan, he, <laughs> he says. <laughs> we cut to Yuki and Toru walking back from the secret base, I assume, at least. Because I assume that that's what he meant by the usual place or whatever, which I thought mm-hmm. was funny. And it started to rain again. Uh, Toru bumps into Yuki. But since it wasn't torso-to-torso contact, as we described before, he didn't transform. Mm-hmm. Yuki is stopped dead outside Shigure's front door. And Toru looks over. And the man that we saw kind of creeping from across the street is standing outside. Presumably contemplating the hole that Kagura punched <laughs> in the door, which you can clearly see to the side of the panel, which is great. He's back, Yuki says. Huh? Do you know him? Toru asks. But before he can answer, shouting from the steps behind them signals the return of Kagura and Kyo. The man turns and says, Kyo. And Kyo turns with a look of shock and says, Shisho? We see Toru's surprised face, and a flip of the page finally reveals the man's face, and a soft smile, his long hair tied back. You're looking well, Kyo. And that's the end of chapter 31. So we've got one out of four done. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 32 opens with Shigure, Kagura, and Yuki all respectfully greeting Shisho and welcoming him back from his long trip. Shigure calls him Kazumadono, and Kagura and Yuki call him Shihan. Oh, I just have a note to say that Shisho and Shihan are both words for Master Instructor of Martial Arts. Um, if you don't have like a version that has the little like translation note that explains this and you didn't, you weren't familiar with this already. If you have the Yen Press edition, the translation Shihan is translated as teacher and Shisho is translated as master. So Kyo calls him master. But they're just like, they're both different words for martial arts, uh, high, like a high level martial arts instructor. Mm-hmm. Toru thinks, um, as she watches the exchange, this is the man that Kyo talked about, his Shisho-san, which is really funny. So she calls him Shisho, which is a title, so Shisho, Shisho-san, of course, like she's done before. Mm-hmm. And she also remembers them talking on the roof. And that was when Kyo explained this to her the first time, when she punched him. <laughs> <laughs> Shigure introduces him to Toru. Uh, as Kazuma Soma Dono, of course, and explains that in addition to Kyo, he taught martial arts to Yuki, Kagura, Haru, and the others. And Toru's like, oh, I see. Toru-san, may I call you that? Kazuma asks. And she's like, yes, pleased to meet you. I'm Toru Honda. She freaks out a little bit because, I don't know. Um, I see. <laughs> so you're the young lady, Kazuma says. And then we see Kyo looking nervous as Kazuma continues. Rumor is that you know the secret of the Zodiac curse. Yes, she says. And he smiles a small smile and closes his eyes and looks down and says, I see. She Shisho seems very wise, and everybody treats him very respectfully, which is interesting. Shigure then sasses Kyo, who hasn't said anything yet, and he's like, you haven't seen him since you were training in the mountains, right? Aren't you happy to see him again? I, Kyo says, but he looks over at Yuki, looks grumpy, and then stomps off. Kazuma asks to be directed to Kyo's room, and then goes off to find him. It's so like him, Shigure says, and Kakura's like, uh-huh, and Toru's like, so like who? You know, it's just like Kyo, Kagura says. Kyo-kun is actually really happy, but he doesn't want to show it, especially in front of Yu-chan. 
upstairs Cosmo finds Kyo in his room and he comes in and is like oh I see you've been reading a lot which of course are like Shigure's books which is kind of funny <laughs> so he picks up one of the books while he talks to Kyo kind of like back to back I'm sorry for my disrespect Kyo says still not facing Cosmo fists clenched you're always the same in front of Yuki it's all right I understand Kyo suddenly turns Cosmo sees the movement out of his corner of his eye and Kyo punches Cosmo who blocks it with his other hand welcome back welcome back Shisho Kyo says with a bright smile and Cosmo smiles too, patting Kyo on the head affectionately and says, I'm glad to see you too, which was really cute. <laughs> we cut to the kitchen where Kagura is helping Toru. So is Shisho-san not one of the Zodiac, Toru asks? No, Kagura explains, but he is on the inside. They say the previous cat was Shihan's grandfather. That's why Shihan might be one who can relate to Kyokun best. But it's like Shihan cares for Kyokun even more than that. He watches over Kyokun so that he won't get hurt, as if he were his real father, she says. We see a time from Kyo's childhood. Cosmo and he are both in martial arts geese. Maybe Kyo has like a white or like a light belt as opposed to Cosmo's, which is black. His real father, Toru thinks. We see Kagura looking rueful again. I tried to find other adjectives to describe <laughs> their faces, but it's really like the best one. There's so many. There's like a handful of rueful faces in these chapters. So sorry, not sorry. We use, I use this word a lot to describe it. Um, Kagura is looking rueful again, of course. Back upstairs, Kyo and Cosmo are talking. Cosmo's training journey is over and he's ready to go back to his dojo, to return to his dojo. I can go back to the dojo too, right? You promised before you left, Kyo says, excitedly, and we see a memory of them kind of separating, but right before the journey, and right before the series started. I'm sorry, Cosmo says. You are to continue to live here. What? You're breaking your promise? You're not scared of Akito too, are you? No, Cosmo says. I've come to the conclusion that this is the best environment for you. Whether you're coming to live with that girl's coincidence or inevitability, it has a healing effect on you. Shisho, Kyo says, almost pleading, looking disappointed. I hate it here. I feel like I'm drowning in lukewarm water or something. Sometimes, sometimes it gets so bad, I can't stand it. I never asked to be healed, he imagines Toru. I hate it here. Kyo looks down and away. We see Cosmo looking at him who thinks, that's not really true, is it? It's not that you hate it, Kyo. Downstairs, Kagura announces that she'll be staying overnight, as well as Shisho. The kids try to find places for everyone to sleep, and they check Shigure's room to see if they can set Shisho up in there, but it's of course full of garbage. Perhaps- The Sea of Decay. The Sea of Decay returns. I think it's even <laughs> messier than Yuki's room. Remember how we talked about <laughs> it? That episode of the anime where, like, his garbage is everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's even messier than that. So they decide to set the futon up in, in Kyo's room, and Kagura's like, okay, I'll go ask him before Kyo can say anything. The two of you must have a lot to talk about, Kyokun, Toru says, and he's like, I don't. Oh yeah, um, if I could, Toru says, smiling a bright smile. Someday I'd really like to see a match between you and Shisho-san. And then she gets called away before Kyo can answer. He doesn't reply and he just kind of watches her apprehensively go to set stuff up. Outside on the balcony, Kazuma and Shigure converse. Tonight I'm going to take it off, Kazuma says. Things may get noisy, I apologize in advance. Isn't that a little rash? What made you come to that decision so suddenly, Shigurai asks. Today when I saw the girl's face, I thought that for her, he might open his heart, and that she might in turn accept it. The only way to see if this is the case is to do it now, Kazuma says, remembering Kyo's smile from earlier. So even you, Kazuma Dono, are going to entrust everything to her, Shigurai thinks. You have no guarantee this will succeed, he says out loud. Um, even if he does accept, even if she does accept him, it's possible that Kyo will reject her. This time there's a possibility that Kyo will break. He might come to hate even you. He may never smile again. With so much at stake, are you still willing to take that one in 10,000 chance, Shigure asks. 
we see in the hallway that Kagura has overheard everything with her head down. Kazuma has another memory of Kyo as a kid. They're sitting at a table. Kyo wears what looks like a middle school uniform, and he has a little bandaid on his face. Like he's been in like rough and tumble <laughs> doing something. Been uh, brawling. Yeah, been probably been fighting based on other things that happened in this <laughs> chapter. Little Kyo holds up a little burned fish and he's like, Ugh man, look at this. How the heck could you screw something simple like this up, Shisho? You really aren't good at this. Mm, it looks like I still have a lot of training to do, Cosmo says, smiling. Baby Kyo smiles a bright smile and laughs. Back in the present, Cosmo looks down and thinks, even so, I want to take the chance on her. Because this girl may be the one. We see him asking to chat with Toru later. Please, Cosmo thinks. Please, for Kyo. Then we cut to later. <laughs> Immediately later. Kyo and Cosmo are talking outside. Cosmo stands upright, and Kyo is kind of like hunched over, like he doesn't want to be outside in the rain. And also he hates being outside in the rain, as he stated before. <laughs> Kyo complains about having to talk outside, of course. You know how I get on days like this, he says. Cosmo says his grandfather was the same. Is it because you're possessed by the spirit of the cat, he says? Is it because the vengeful spirit of your true form hates the rain? Kyo looks away. If you do not fully accept your true form soon, you won't be able to progress, Cosmo says. It starts to rain. I do accept it, Kyo says. I accept that my life is worthless because I was born the cat. And Kyo looks up with a look of determination on his face. <laughs> I think it's determination. I don't know. It's a little bit hard to place. And it's the rats. It's his fault because he started all of this, Kyo says. Cosimo looks dismayed. You haven't changed, he says. We see another memory of Kyo's childhood. A man who seems like Cosima holds back Kyo from another man who is on the ground and they're all wearing black. It's all his fault. It's all his fault, Kyo screams. I'll kill him, then, I, then I'll kill myself. Then you'll be satisfied, right? If I die too, you'll be satisfied, right? In the present, Cosima asks. Are you going to continue to live that way, even now? Stopping your ears, closing your eyes? And he thinks, shutting yourself off from the world with your hatred of Yuki? Out loud, Kazuma continues to push Kyo. Is that the only way you want to live? And is that the way that you want to die, completely alone? Kazuma has a memory of himself as a child. From within a room, a hand with a bracelet like Kyo's reaches out and offers some food. You said yourself that you hate it here, Kazuma continues. But that's not it. It's that you're afraid and you want to run away. Cosmo grabs Kyo's wrist, and Kyo looks surprised and worried as he says, The warm feeling that you compare to lukewarm water, you know that it will heal you. The truth is that you do not want her to know about your true form. You're afraid of losing her if she finds out. You're just trying to run away from that uncertainty. You're wrong, Kyo starts, but Cosmo cuts him off. You leave me no other choice. I will take away your means of escape. Will you lose her or will you not? I'll help you find the answer. From behind Kazuma, Kyo can see that Toru has arrived holding an umbrella. Kyo, he says, discover for yourself whether or not your birthright really makes you worthless. A page flip reveals Kyo's panicked face, and we see what looks like a panel of a woman. Kazuma pushes Kyo's face, like I think he actually slaps him, there's a sound effect, it's hard to tell, and pulls the bracelet that he's been wearing all this time off of his wrist. So if you haven't noticed this conspicuous <laughs> bracelet yet, now the shit's about to hit the fan. Anyway, <laughs> he pulls the bracelet off. We see the narration, which is Kyo's inner monologue. It seems like a memory that runs over this whole two-prayed spread. It's all right. I love you, little one. I won't let anyone see you. No one look at my child. Don't look. Don't look. We see Kagura looking out the window, Shigure looking out of the window, and Toru standing in the rain. 
eyes widening and the bracelet falling. Another turn of the page reveals a young-looking Akito looking irritated, saying, It's disgusting. And we see Kyo's face changing. His eye has grown. The pupil has narrowed and become oblong. Toru's umbrella flies. And Kyo shouts, Don't look at me! And then we cut to chapter 33. Chapter 33 begins with a memory of Akito. I think it's like from, it's from Kyo's perspective, I can say, definitely. Mm-hmm. Holding Kyo's bracelet, Akito speaks. This is Kyo's true form. His body's all warped and ugly. And what's that smell? He smells terrible. It smells like something rotting. We see limbs. The skin is dark and warped. That's interspersed with this dialogue. Is this the cat spirit's true form? On the next page, we see Kyo in the present, who was turned into a monstrous creature. His hands and feet have become large and kind of like paw-like with claws. His face is decidedly reminiscent of an animal. This large kind of like snarling mouth, large eyes with narrow pupils, and like kind of ear-shaped things on the top. We see Toru, the storm blowing her hair, and Kazuma can be seen as well. And we zoom in on Toru's face and then Kyo's. Toru's eyes widen with shock as she says, Kyo-kun. On the next page, we see Kyo's memory again. Kyo is in his true form, but looks smaller, like he's younger. We see what looks like the floral imagery that's normally associated with Akito. Like, I looked at this for a while, and I tried to figure out if it was different, but I'm pretty sure it's the same flower. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's outside, while Akito and Shigure stand off inside of another room. It's disgusting, Akito says. We see what looks like Kyo's human face grimacing, and Kyo in the present in his true form jumping and running away. She saw me, he thinks, as he runs through the woods. She saw me, she saw me. It's over, it's over. Everything, it's all hopeless. We cut back to Kazuma and Toru, who are standing in the rain still. That is what he's been hiding, Kazuma says. The cat's other form. Only those possessed by the cat change into that grotesque form. Toru says nothing, looking into the woods. Were you disgusted? Did you think he was frightening? Toru takes off into the woods. Shigure leans against the house, looking after her, concerned. And Kagura also looks forlorn and concerned. She closes the curtain. Kazuma picks up Kyo's bracelet and cradles in his hands and thinks, will you heal him? And then we also see that upstairs, through half-open blinds, Yuki has seen everything as well. Toru runs through the woods in the rain, and she drops to her knees to vomit. What an incredibly horrible smell. It's like the stench of rotting flesh is everywhere. Even vomiting doesn't make it better, she thinks. I've never smelled anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. That was Kyokun, Kyokun's other form. She remembers his face again and thinks, what in the world should I do? What's happening? It's too much for me to handle. And then she coughs and vomits again. What should I do? I can't breathe. But we see her face, uh, tears in her eyes, and she thinks of Kyo, his, like his usual self. But we cut away to Kyo, who is stopped in a clearing. He remembers or maybe imagines his mother talking to him. It's like kind of in between a memory and uh, like a borderline hallucination, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. We see a light-haired woman. He thinks of her saying, Kyo, what's wrong? Did something happen? Did Akito say something? It's all right. Stop, Kyo says. Mommy loves you. Stop it, he yells and crushes his claw into a rock nearby, cracking it. It's too much. It's too much, he says. Kyokun, he hears, and we see that Toru has found him. She comes out of the dense woods, missing a shoe, panting and flushed, her head lowered. Kyokun, she says again. Stay away, he yells. What are you doing? How can you just act like nothing's wrong? What are you doing? Kyo, she says, and he cuts in. I told you to stay away. 
What the hell's your problem? Can't you see? Smell? I'm disgusting, aren't I? I'm sickening, aren't I? Why don't you leave me alone? I don't want your pity. I'm begging you, he thinks. Please stop. Kyokun, she says, but but I, and then he remembers his mother's words, because I'm your... She reaches out to him, and he sees and yells, don't touch me, and strikes out at her. Stop, his thoughts continue. I'm gonna make you miserable. We see Toru fall back. Her shoulder and her neck have been wounded by his claws. You can see the gashes on her neck and her shoulder. Get lost, he says. But we can see that his human eyes... So, like, this part of these scenes have been flipping back and forth between, like, his true form and his human form i think so that you can like see the emotion on his face so in this Mm -hmm. case um we can see his face his kind of like human face his human eyes and in kind of in contrast to his true form his face looks terrified and toru says toru looks shocked and scared and there are new tears forming in her eyes you drive me crazy i can't stand to look at you next time i'll tear your face to pieces get lost Toru looks at him, and he thinks, if I'm going to lose her anyway, I'll make it so bad, I'll hurt her so much that it couldn't possibly hurt more. Toru stands to leave. I'll make it so bad, he thinks, that she'll never feel sorry for me again, that she'll never want to look back. We can see Kyo's human self again. His face is covered, like he's holding his hands in shame and sorrow. I hate this, he thinks. Having this forced upon me, being miserable, losing her, being pitied. And he remembers his mother again. And she says, Akito's wrong. You are human like everyone else. You're just under an evil spell for a little while that makes you turn into that. As proof, look, you changed back. It's all right. I'm not scared a bit. That's a lie, he thinks. You really were scared, weren't you? That's why every day dozens of times you check to make sure my beads hadn't come off, right? He remembers her checking his sleeve. And he remembers her saying, you're my son and I'm proud of you. You're so cute that I won't let anyone else see you. And he remembers looking outside and then her pulling him away from the window. That's not true, he thinks. If it was, why didn't you ever let me go outside? You were ashamed, weren't you? He remembers her saying, no, I love you. If it would help you, your mother would die for you. And then we finally see her face, so this whole time we haven't yet seen her face. And the eye that we can see that shown is empty, sort of like when we saw Kisa's mother, like, it just looks lifeless. Why do you always say things like that, he thinks. You won't even acknowledge the real me, so why are you always acting like you love me so much? And then we see another memory, a man in a suit saying, Your mother loved you more than anyone. Stop it, Kyo thinks. Don't force that love on me. I don't need it. I don't need it. We see Toru walking away, back into the dense part of the woods. And Kyo thinks, I don't care if you find me scary. I, I just, more than anything else, I wanted us to be together. Toru looks back over her shoulder, determined. And in a flash, she's back at Kyo's side, kneeling and holding his arm. You have to go back. Back home. Let's go back, she says. I'm worried that Kyokun won't come home ever again, she thinks. And we see her determined, teary face. You, you just have to. I couldn't bear it if you don't. Stop it, let go, don't you get it? Kyo says. No, I don't get it. Toru remembers Shisho asking, did you think he was frightening? I'm scared, she says. Right now, Kyokun, listening to your voice, it's like it's not you. I've never seen anything like it. It's scary. And she continues to hold his arm as she says, but, but from now on, I want to understand everything. From now on, just like you listen to my complaints, Kyokun, I want to listen to yours. I just don't want Kyokun to suffer alone, she thinks. And then she continues, when things get tough, when you're scared, when you're weak, I want you to tell me. I want you to let me care about you. I want to be together. Together, Kyo thinks. Shock apparent, even on his true form face. 
She closes her eyes and cries, and we see the blood on her shoulder as she continues to hold his arm. I want us to live, eat meals, study, share our troubles, like we did before. Together. I want to stay together. I'm being so selfish, she thinks. But didn't Kyokun tell me it's okay to be selfish once in a while? Didn't you say that to me? And she remembers the time that he told her that when they were picking her up from her grandfather's house. You, he says, and Toru opens her eyes. Kyo has returned to his human form. She continues to hold his arm. You don't have to love everything. It's okay. He looks away from her as he continues. If you were scared, it's okay. Because being scared, he thinks, is proof that you're actually looking at my ugliness. But mom, you always told me that you loved me, but you wouldn't even look at me. You wouldn't even think about me. Did you really think it was just enough to talk like you loved me? We see him and Toru. This is what I wanted all along, he says. To have someone to share my worries with. Let's go on living together. He begins to cry. It sounds so stupid, he thinks. He turns toward Toru and pulls her close. I assumed that no one would ever understand me. I never thought I'd hear those words. He wraps his arm behind her, hand on her head. You can see his fingers in her hair. And he pulls her tight as they both cry. Toru, he says. Toru. The sun comes out. And on the next page, we see Toru on her knees, and Kitty Kyo is resting on her legs. He thinks, just like that, the ugly emotions inside me, the mud-covered anxiety, one by one, you melt them away. Kyokun, she says, and looks down and smiles, still crying. Why would someone like you stay near me and cry for me? How can I ask for that? I don't deserve something like that. We see Toru as a child, smiling in the sunlight. You ended up near me by mistake, Kyo's thoughts continue. This time will be different. We cut back to Kazuma, who's still waiting outside the house, and he looks up at the clearing sky, and we see Toru returning as well, still missing her one sandal. <laughs> this time I want to care for you, Kyo thinks, and it turns out that Toru has returned with Kitty Kyo in her arms, and Kazuma smiles with relief. I don't want us to be apart, Kyo thinks, how can I ask for that? Chapter 34 continues, um, it opens with a crowd, and voices saying, from what I hear, it seems like suicide. But no one knows for sure. I guess it was so hard on her having the cat as a son that she killed herself. Poor thing. If only she hadn't had that child. The cat child. Shut up, Baby Kyo says. Shut up! It's not my fault! It's not my fault! So this is the same scene that we've seen before. <laughs> That's right. I know. The man we now know and love, as Shisho says. <laughs> They're standing outside in a garden. And you can see the curtain behind him. So remember how we talked about the um mm-hmm. that curtain? So it's yeah, presumably... I have a note in my book that says, hey, it's that curtain thing. <laughs> hey, I learned something from Ellen. <laughs> so they're standing outside in a garden and you can see that the curtain behind him. So presumably this is at Kyo's mother's funeral. Since we just saw the dialogue, it seems like suicide. Um, and, you know, she, if only she hadn't had that cat child. So pleased to meet you. I'm Kazuma Soma, he says. Kyo immediately starts to say it's not his fault again. And then Kazuma kneels beside him and says, it's all right. It's all right. I know. And baby Kyo begins to cry. Would you come stay with me, Kazuma asks. And we transition to later, but not like too much later, but they're just wearing different clothes, so it's not the same day, but it's slightly later, Kyo's still a little kid. And they're walking together. Kazuma explains that he's an instructor at a karate dojo. If you're interested, you should try it, he says. And baby Kyo looks a little bit skeptical, actually. And we see the internal monologue of Kyo's. So there's this, in- over this chapter, there's a like an extended internal monologue of his, which is like him looking back at the past. So all of these scenes, when it's his inner monologue it's like him reflecting on these memories this man 
Why did he want to take me in? I didn't know if it was sympathy or if he was following someone's orders. Hey, look at Kyo, we see two women saying as they pass. Kazuma-kun really took the boy in. I know that kid must have been hard on his father, but I wouldn't wish him on poor Kazuma-kun. Tell me about it, the other one says. He's so young, of all the things. And Kyo looks uncomfortable, and Cosmo looks annoyed. Cosmo lifts Kyo, who is surprised, and says, From now on, you'll have to breathe the air of a higher places. And he smiles as he holds up Kyo, and Kyo rests his arms on Shisha's head. I didn't realize it then, we see in Kyo's narration, uh, but he was the first one to show me the outside world. He took my hand and stayed by my side. And then we see more memories of their time together when Kyo is little. Cosmo telling him what a train is, which is shocking, actually. <laughs> and Kyo sitting still and upright and Cosmo telling him, you must train your spirit as well. And then them bathing together. Hey, you're a shisho, right? Little Kyo says. And Cosmo's like, eh? On the TV, they were calling a karate instructor a shisho. So you're a shisho, right? <laughs> Cosmo says that may be right and chuckles. But none of my students would call me that. He's helped me, Kyo's narration continues. We see a scene of little Kyo coming home from school, and Shisho's talking to some of his students. Kyo peeks around the fence and says, Shi Shisho, welcome home, Kyo, he says. And Kyo smiles his bright, adorable smile. <laughs> Shisho helped me so much, so much that I wish that Shisho was my real father. And then we see another scene um, of Kyo training. He's not yet a black belt, but he's no longer a white belt, and it looks like he's middle school aged. I wonder how he would react if I told him that, Kyo thinks. Would he laugh or look troubled or be speechless? His raising me may have been sympathy and kindness, but he certainly had to put up with his share of scorn. And then we see a scene of Kyo in middle school, being chastised by some of the teachers or principal or whatever. It's hard to tell. Some adults. Why do you try to solve things with violence? All they did was tease you about your hair color. Your father's on his way here. I understand that he's your foster father, but how on earth did he raise you? And Kyo remembers the ladies gossiping. No way, Shisho isn't my dad, Kyo yells, and Shisho, of course, is at the door to hear him. If I heard him, Kyo thinks, people would say things so terrible that you'd want to puke, things that wouldn't have been said if it wasn't for me. Shisho accepted it all and raised me in spite of it, so what more do I want? And then we see Kyo yelling, don't ever treat me and Shisho like father and son again, in that same memory. I don't want people to say bad things anymore, the present narration continues. I don't want to be anyone's burden. I don't want you to be my dad if it's going to hurt you. And then we see Kyo waking up, a bit dazed, and the sun is streaming through the window. He runs downstairs looking panicked, and he finds Shigure, who's smoking and reading the paper. Oh, good morning, Shigure says. Where's Shisho? Kyo wants to know. Of course, continuing his pattern of not greeting anybody in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Shigure tells him that Cosmo went home and Toru took him. What did you say? Kyo says, and then he runs off. Shigure takes a drag of his cigarette and looks over at Yuki, who's sitting against the wall looking sort of somber. Why did he go home without saying anything? Kyo thinks as he runs outside. He remembers the night before Cosmo taking off his bracelet. He didn't even give me the chance to thank him. We see Cosmo and Toru who've been walking together, and we can see a bandage on Toru's neck. It's just peeking out from under her collar, from where Kyo scratched her the day before. Cosmo says he'll be fine from here and thanks her. Toru looks concerned and says, I really think you should have said something to Kyo. I know it's not any of my business, but that is... And Cosmo smiles ruefully, of course. <laughs> I don't know, he says. He explains to her, to her surprise, the reason that I took Kyo in was to atone. And then we see a simple house with a cracked porch. Cosmo explains to Toru that his grandfather was possessed by the cat. He was estranged from his immediate family and was slandered by his relatives. They treated him badly, and so did Cosmo. We see the memory we saw a few chapters ago 
of Kazuma meeting his grandfather, the one who offered him food. Here, Kazuma, he says. Have some candy. I don't want any. It's cursed, baby Kazuma says. I said something terribly cruel, Kazuma explains to Toru in the present, as he remembers his grandfather saying, I see. Kazuma remembers that his grandfather just smiled and forgave him. He was a kind person. He explains to Toru that his grandfather died, and he grew up, and then Kyo was born. I saw firsthand the harsh reality that he had to face because of what he was born into, and it hit me. It was no different from us back then, and so I took Kyo in to atone for what I'd done. It may have started from selfish desire to ease my own guilt, however, and she shows smiles and warm smiles, he says, before I knew it, I came to love him. Shisho imagines Kyo smiling and thinks, every time I saw him smile, that love grew. I treasured him, worried about him, wanted him to be happier, happier than anyone else. And Cosmo says, I felt like I'd become his father, but this time I ignored his will and took his beads. I forced my one-sided feelings onto him. He thinks, for poor Kyo, my feelings would just be a burden. That's why... I don't know what I could have said. I forced my will on him, saying, good for you would have been too, and then he trails off and thinks, selfish. Anyway, he says, I only created the impetus. The one who saved Kyo is you, because you were there for him. And we see a panel where it's just the tippy top of Toru's head because she's so short <laughs> and Cosmo's so tall, and he looks down at her. She crosses her arms over her chest, clasping them together, and says, Shisho-san, was that really just your will? I don't know why, but somehow... I have a very warm feeling inside. I don't pretend to know how you feel, but right now, you seem very much like a father, she says with a small smile. Shisho, they hear, and turn to see Kyo, who's run off the path. Kyo runs up, and he swings at Kazuma, who dodges his punch. <laughs> Why, Kyo says, and then he swings again, or maybe kicks, like it's hard to tell. He kicks back, and Kazuma dodges again. Why did you leave without saying anything? How could you just run away like that? Kazuma uh, looks back over his shoulder and then, like, knife hands Kyo or something. He, like, punches him from behind, making contact with his head. And then Shisho looks worried as Kyo stumbles back. Did you think I'd get mad or something, Kyo asks? Or are you sick of me? All I ever do is cause you trouble. I'm sorry. You sacrificed so much to raise me, and I just acted like a spoiled kid, wanting to go back to the dojo, using you as an excuse to run away. But maybe I'm not perfect. Maybe I have a long way to go. But someday I'll be able to stand and walk on my own without hurting anyone without being a burden. Shisho, he says, and looks up. Toru watches the exchange, hands clasped in front of her. Someday, Kyo says, I'll be the kind of guy who can hold his head high, he thinks. And then he says, I'll be the kind of guy who's worthy of calling you my dad. Kyo swings again, and Shisho stops him with his open hand. Kyo looks determined. Kasuma smiles, looking truly touched. He closes his hand over Kyo's fist. He remembers them beginning to train, little baby Kyo punching into his palm. All this time, Cosmo thinks, we kept missing each other. We took the long way, but now I think we might just be able to connect. It must be. Cosmo pulls Kyo off balance and then throws him into a nearby fence, and Toru freaks out, of course. <laughs> You're still, Cosmo says, looking up and smiling, my troublesome son, Kyo. And Kyo blushes and says, that's no reason to throw me. If you weren't able to guard against that, then perhaps you've gotten weaker, Cosmo says. And Cosmo ruffles his hair and they laugh, and Toru smiles. Toru, Kyo says, and she's like, eh. Were you watching? And she's like, ah, yes. Didn't I tell you? She shows the strongest, Kyo says, smiling brightly. Yes, 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 she says. And he's like, you know, it's really irritating when you repeat yourself. Kazuma smiles and thinks, his, his thoughts continue from before. So he said, we took the long way, but now I think we just might be able to connect. It must be, it must be because of this person, because you, Torosan, were here for him. And that's the end of chapter, that's the end of all four chapters. <laughs> that's the end of chapter 34. The end of the first chapter 34, if you're reading the Tokyo <laughs> <Bob> volume. <laughs> I know, that misprint is hilarious. 
I almost read that chapter too, but it did not. <laughs> that was crazy. I feel like we learned a lot. Also, <laughs> a stretch. <laughs> yeah. After that. <laughs> so, I guess before we discuss anything, so we were planning. The plan is next time we're going to do this discussion of of these chapters. So next week we'll continue. Thank you all for listening. It'll be part two. So you can find us at staytogetherpodcast.com, staytogetherpodcast on Tumblr, staytogetherpod on Twitter, and you can email us at staytogetherpodcast.com if you want to connect with us in between now and then. We like getting your messages, of course. It's always a pleasure. So we will be discussing these chapters next time, and we'll see you then. Oh, bye.